Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jess and the Guest. My guest today is actor, musician, and DJ Christian Nair. I promise that's the last time I'm going to try and do an Irish accent. You may, you may know him best from playing beloved character Hodor on Game of Thrones, or as a musician and DJ who's toured the world over seven times. Christian's one of the nicest people I've ever met, and sure, I had to sell my soul to get him to do this, but I work in Hollywood, baby. I already sold my soul. <laughs> his talent to transform a one-word character into a character that, after his final scene on the show, had every major celebrity from Bollywood to Hollywood to President Obama commenting on him is just legendary. And Game of Thrones was his first acting role ever. Insane. <laughs> Before I started working in TV and film, I never realized how much work goes into a two second scene. And on a show like Game of Thrones, where they're filming these huge winter snow battle scenes in the heat of the summer, wearing 50 dead rabbits, there's a lot of work that goes into it. This podcast episode's gonna break down Game of Thrones, fame, Hodor's final scene, his nude scene, nightclubs, nights out with the cast, horrible auditions, performing during riots, and so much more. Christian is amazing, and I hope you like this episode. <laughs> I know, I saw you were just in LA too. I was like, oh my God, you're everywhere. You're doing a lot. Yeah, I just got back from LA, and I'm opening up a club here in Belfast. Uh, we open up in three weeks, and it's like, it's all it's all, all feet on the ground at the moment. It's, it's, it's chaos. <laughs> oh, cool. Good for you. That's so much work. So I just watched your um, audition for Game of Thrones. And how did you deal? Like, did you just have to find a kid? Because I don't have kids and that would freak me out. Just being like, go find a kid too and uh, put it on tape and no big deal. Yeah, I, have, I don't really have kids either. Well, well clearly. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how that audition ends up online, but I, I think it's terrible. But uh uh, I, I don't like to watch myself. I, I never like to watch myself. Uh, but that day, the kid actually had, um, if, if you see the audition, um, he actually had auditioned for the part of Brown as well. So he knew what he was doing more than I did at the time. Uh, at the time. Um, that was my first audition. So I had no clue what I was doing. Really? So maybe that helped me for Hodor. I don't know. Um, yeah. But um, I didn't think too hard about it, so um, I had no idea how big Game of Thrones was going to be, so I wasn't scared or intimidated, so um, I think if I'd known what I was getting myself into, I might have been a bit more um, nervous. Yeah, well, you were great, so I would never have guessed that was like your first audition or anything like that, because... Oh, come on now, come on now, Jess. <laughs> you were great. Okay. I know, like, Hodor is such a beloved character. Do you feel that pressure to be nice? All the time or only because there's enough douchebags in the world um i try to be a, a decent person i think um i just i don't really have the energy anymore at 45 to pretend to be anything but myself yeah. so um i mean I, I think i'm an okay person um, i'm not the best person in the world i'm sure but uh i just i try not to be a douchebag because i think there's plenty to go around oh i love that <laughs> we need more people like that yeah <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> when I first started in TV and film, I didn't realize how repetitive, how many cuts you, takes you have to take and like how long the days are. Like, and I, I just kept thinking, how did you do this part but, and not get hurt? Because I would have been hurt the whole time. Like, I did get hurt. Um, yeah. Actually on my first day, um, I, I really put my back out on the first day because um, I've kind of been told that I'll be carrying a lot on my back. Yeah. So I, I really strengthened the back and stuff and was ready to 
have him here, but the, the first day was holding him here, and I just wasn't ready for it. Um, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's caused a few problems, <laughs> honestly. Um, because yeah, and then I had a, I had a car accident in the middle of season one as well, and that sort of compounded it. So I do have back issues now, unfortunately, which I'm yeah. kind of trying to work through at the moment. But um, it was worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, some things you have to put in the balance in your life and um, with all the positive things Game of Thrones has brought to my life um, I think a little backache is okay <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping this is not true but I read you didn't watch the costume for like six years is that absolutely true um, yeah because uh, they were very into continuity and yeah. deconstruction and <sighs> there were two Hoder outfits I think my double um, we had a double for wide shots and stuff. Uh, he uh, he would have had the other one, but my costume was not washed probably from the first day. And I used to come in, and I used to get my cheapest, nastiest aftershave I could find. I, I collect aftershave. I've got like a wall of aftershaves, and I would like go and get like the Calvin Klein that my, my aunt bought me for two Christmases ago, and I would like cover it in like awful aftershave, and like you can smell me. It's not like it's a cheap pharmacy um <laughs> mixed with a shed of cow oh um it, it was like a farmyard like a cow wearing aftershave that's what it smelled like oh my god i could smell it like from outside the trailer it was, it was horrible because it was really sweaty because yeah. all the winter scenes were all filmed here in the summer um it was mm. all false snow um so it was always extremely hot oh my Torture. I think it sounds like torture. I was. I was torture. No way this can be real. This can't be real. Oh my god. That's why I think it was so realistic. They really put us to the mill. Yeah, it's years. To, like that's that's intense. Because wasn't yeah. like fifty? I, I'm hoping fifty like dead rabbits or something. Or oh, they were apparently they were ethically poached. Um, or not poached. Obviously yeah. poached. That's not ethical. Ethically. Cold or something? I don't know, but I mean, we have we have a big rabbit population here, and we have mixed mitosis still. Um, so I think they have to kill a certain amount of rabbits. So I think those are rabbits that were used for that. Um, and they were the rabbits we used in the episode before for the skinning of the rabbits thing. Uh, it was so gross. Honestly, I love rabbits. I've got rabbits tattooed on me. I, I, rabbits, my spirit animal. I'm born in the year of the rabbits. Uh, it's like you can see their little tails. Like the little bunny tails and stuff, and the little assholes and their little feet. That was really gross. Oh, oh God. Nightmares. Like hell, really. I know. Now I am too. No. That's so cool about the tattoo, though, too. I love that. Yeah, I love rabbits. I, I mean, I'm a big fan. Of, I've got a Watership Down tattoo, um, it's, which is a, I don't know if you've seen it um, or read the book, but it's it's a very adult cartoon featuring rabbits. Um, <laughs> I don't mean adult in a weird way. I mean, yeah. adult isn't, it's all about death. It's not a porno. It's, yeah. like, it's like death. But anyway. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene from Game of Thrones that you filmed? It's a bit morbid, but I mean, I really like my death scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was proud of that scene. Very proud of it. Um, I also, there's so many. I mean, my own scene, if we're talking about, are you talking about my scene or any scene? I say your scene, but it could be either one. I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> my scene would be my death scene. Um, yeah. And probably my, my, my favorite scene 
I mean, it's not one of the bigger scenes, but um, I guess it's where Jamie Lannister is captured by Rob Stark. Um, I think it's season one or season two. I can't remember. I think season two actually, and um, he's been captured. He's in a he's in a cage. He's sort of mocking Rob, um, and then he lets Grey Wind in the wolf. Yeah, and like it's so cool. He just like, he scares the shit out of out of out of Jamie. He's trying to look brave. I, I just really enjoyed that. I, I love the direwolves. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool scene. Oh, no, your death scene. Like, I knew, I rewatched it again, and I knew it was coming, and I just cry the entire time. People come up to you a lot and just say, like, you make them cry. Or... Yeah, it happens. It still happens. It's so long ago. Um, and people still tell me on a regular basis. It was like they're, they're like, uh, really upset them, or um, it, was, it was really intense after, just after it happened. Um, people were losing their minds. Uh, but yeah, I can't believe people are still talking to me about it. No, no, it was such a powerful scene. Like President Obama talked about it. Like no big deal. <laughs> Whatever. No, that, that, that really blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, uh, what can you say? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was I was blown away by that. Yeah. How did you film that scene too? Because rewatching it, like just from a production standpoint, I was like, how did they do this? Like it was, it looked very intense. So. <laughs> Um, we had, I mean, it started off in a studio mm -hmm. inside, like the, the tunnel in the cave. Then we were on location, um, and then there was a couple of different locations um, just for different shots. Uh, and then there was close-ups. That was a different location. Um, and all I, I love when you watch it; it just seems like one thing. Yeah. And so, but that's that's the magic. The magic of TV. Um, it's it's all put together, and yeah, it, it, it really blew me away. Um, I think the I think the set is still there in Bambridge, the tunnel. Um, Bambridge is not so far away from here, actually. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to go down and see it again someday. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. I just feel like too I, emotionally, I would be such a mess filming that, and it looks so cool. Like, it... I mean, it was sad to be leaving the cast. Yeah. Um, it was also my 40th birthday, I remember. What? Uh, yeah, like my, my, one of my last days was, I think it was my last day of shooting, was my 40th birthday as well. And it was super sad. Yeah. Uh, I always remember my 40th birthday for that reason. Oh my God. It's like, I, I'm a stand-up comic, like I'm not an actor by any means, but like, does that, I feel like I would take that home with me or like that would affect me. Like, I don't know if I could be like, just turn it off or like when- I didn't realize how sad I would be until um, I remember taking off the costume, the smelly costume, for the last time. Uh, and I was just like, am I ever going to wear this again? Yeah. Um, thank God, no. But <laughs> there was one more time after that for a promo bumper, but that, that was the last time. What did you think of the Ed Sheeran cameo for in Game of Thrones? I got in trouble for this at the time. <laughs> I remember, I mean, I, I made some flipping comments yeah. about, like, you know, I, I mean, Ed's such a talented musician, yeah. you know, and he's like one of the most famous people in the world. Like, I think I made some flippant comment about like, I thought it was terrible, <laughs> but only because, not because of his acting or anything. It's just because when I see someone that famous, it sort of takes me out of it for a second. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. not right. You know, yeah. but that was the only thing because it made it, I think the Daily Mail at the time, which is a shit house of a paper. I no, um, I was like, oh God, don't even, yeah. Like, Christian there, he said, Sharon, 
was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, did not, yeah. I did not mean that. But um, yeah, I, I think it's weird when you see someone super famous from a different world in a fantasy world. Uh, it's like, oh, well, what's that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. That's all. Yeah. I, mean, I understand why I wanted to be in it. I mean, he's such a, he's a big fan of the show. And sure, we had Snow Patrol and we had Coldplay and we had um, Sigur Ross. And but I think they were less recognizable than him. Yeah. That's, it's just so crazy. It would also stress me out so much that like a Daily Mail would say something. And yeah. Oh, I, mean, oh, I hate all uh, of them. <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to realize that most journalists are not my friend. Yeah. Because um, I'm quite open. And I, yeah. I'm always getting in trouble. Oh, I still get, I still get in trouble. I don't really give a fuck. I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not, I don't really care. I know. That's the best way to be, though. But yeah, that would stress me out. Like, I never understood that part of fame, too. Because I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you anything. And I'm like, oh, God, no, don't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But I know, I'm sure you've had some like crazy fan interactions, but like, where's the craziest place you've been recognized? Because I'm sure you get it. I'm sure you get recognized all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hard to miss. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God, so many. <laughs> I mean, so I don't. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't mind when I'm out in the world. It always feels a bit weird when I'm like in my hometown or like I'm in my little bar, like down the road from my house. It feels a bit weird when things are that close or when a neighbor comes up and wants a photograph or something. It's like, I mean, I live here. Uh, it's, it's a bit strange. I don't know what it'd be like to be like um, Kanye West and have like people outside your house at 4 a.m. I don't think I would cope with that very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't quite reached that level yet. Um, which I'm kind of thankful for. Yeah, that just seems so intense and, yeah, scary almost. Uh, too. fans, for the most part, uh, I mean, like 99.99% are super respectful and super nice, and um, I, I don't really have any issues with them. Yeah. I mean, so I'm really, we're really lucky in that respect. Yeah. Oh. Well, my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Much well, as I love <laughs> What was uh, meeting George R. R. Martin like, too? I love George. George is one of my favorite people. Um, mm -hmm. I've met him so many times over the years. Um, we always seem to gravitate towards each other. Maybe it's a beard thing. I'm not <laughs> sure. We, um, he's, he's, oh my God, he's just, he has a sparkle in his eye. And I love that. I mean, he's oh. such an intelligent guy. I mean, it's just, it's amazing just looking at him and thinking he created this whole universe. Yeah. And um, at the start, it was always very humbling. It was like, does he like what I do? Does he like how I've interpreted this character? I've never actually asked him, yeah. but I know he does have separate versions of us in his head, you know, yeah. because you would have to. You would, you would, ha you would need to. He has to. Obviously, he has his own versions of Hodor and all the characters in his head. Yeah. Um, but he's such a cool guy. His wife, Paris, is amazing too. Um, I haven't seen him in quite a long time now. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to catching up sometime in the future. Oh, he really gets the whole geek thing. I mean, he, yeah. he really celebrates his fans. And um, yeah, he, he gets the whole nerd culture thing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, at least, it would be so hard to be a one word, like to do a one word character. And you did it so brilliantly. But was that harder to do? <laughs> like, um, Some things were difficult. I mean, some things were uh, very, very intensely body language, and um, the, the director definitely wanted something very specific. 
and sort of without the words to sort of describe what I was doing. I'm trying not to make it in pantomime. I know. You know what I mean? I didn't want to make it like like too comedic yeah. and too sort of over the top because it's not a kind of over the top type show. Um, but yeah, I would say it varied. Some yeah. scenes, I mean, were um, like pretty easy, honestly, yeah. and some scenes were pretty damn hard. Yeah, but no. I enjoyed it. It was a challenge. Oh, do you have a favorite way you've said Hodor? I know that's a weird question, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I can't remember. I mean, I guess there was a funny one where um, I don't know if any, any guys remember this, but we, we were. It was with Asha, um, Natalia, and um, she's complaining yeah. uh, about how um, Isaac and um, Ellie, uh, Mira Reed. They're by the fire. They're by the fire, sort of relaxing, and we're putting up the tent. We're building the, the campfire, and she's like, "Why do we always have to do all the work?" You know, and she's just complaining and complaining. Little Lord, this and who's in the is and I'm just sort of looking at her, going, "What are you talking about?" I mean, and I had to sort of convey that in, in one word that the whole door did. Yeah. Um, and I got quite a lot of feedback. That people people got a good laugh out of it. Um, I can't remember how I did it. I mean, that's the thing. I can't recreate it because it had to it had to be there. Yeah, it's very reactionary. Yeah, <laughs> I reacted. Um, so that that's how that was done. <laughs> oh, and then I know your mom's a big Game of Thrones fan. If, yeah. Like, how did you keep the spoilers? Or it, I would ruin everything. I mean, well, she, even... she knew most of the stuff. I mean, anything that's been. Um, Anything that's been, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking in the background of my, my, my picture here and make sure there's no rubbish. In the no, background. Was, I'm not really tired. You have a cool background. I have an no, own background. Anyway, thank you. Um, my mom knew everything up until, I guess, where the book finished off. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I, I guess I did give her spoilers. I did. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she didn't, she wasn't, she didn't care. She wanted to know. Yeah. Um, but she, I know she's a very secretive person, so um, she's good at keeping a secret. Um, I, I knew it was very safe. Oh, see, that's good. <laughs> my mom would have told everyone. She was like, "Let oh, me really? tell you." Yeah, <laughs> no, she's very Italian. <laughs> very, yeah. Oh so, wow! <laughs> so that's impressive. But also, how did you prepare for your nude scene too? Because that's such oh. an intense. Yeah, it's so scary. At least for me, it would be terrifying. Uh, I don't. I don't know if "prepare" is the right word. Um, I would, certainly wouldn't want to do it again. Um, I mean, I didn't want to do it. And then part of me did want to do it because obviously um, one of the things I like about Game of Thrones was there were people of all different sizes and shapes. So it was like the real world. It wasn't just like, it wasn't like Baywatch, you know? <laughs> um, it was people of real shapes and sizes in there. Yeah, uh, yeah I just thought it was, it was good to sort of have a larger guy on screen for a change. Yeah. Um, didn't feel like that on the day though. Um, I would have had, had to drink a... before or like do something. <laughs> that would have been a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> that would have been really messy. Uh, but yeah, I they have this horrible prosthetic, um, like G-string type thing, and it had to be sort of plotted and glued into my own um, nether region. Um, yeah, oh so it's it very undignified, and then it had to be painted to match my own skin. Um, while it was on me, which bear in mind, I was inside it, yeah. so because it was just massive, it was huge, it was it was like a draft excluder. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it was a very undignified day. Yeah. <laughs> um, hiding in a bush like a, um, like a sex pest. Um, <laughs> and then coming out over and over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah I'm glad I did it, but uh, I wouldn't want to recreate it. Yeah, it came out really well but yeah just like now that i work in tv and film i was like oh my god that would have been so like it for me would have been terrifying i just remember they told me there was going to be a closed set and it wasn't far from that it was like there was like maybe 200 people standing around it was like oh god what it was horrendous yeah because normally for sex scenes we'll have a closed set yeah but um yeah i didn't i wasn't afforded that um dignity <laughs> Yeah, um, I was listening to your music, and you're such an incredible DJ and musician too. No, you're so good. Really nice to me. I mean, my, my ego's going to inflate after this. Hope to see you perform live. So come, come to LA. But um, yeah, I just played. I just played there. Yeah, yeah I just played in the exchange actually, but um, it was kind of a, a low key thing. Um, oh. I just wanted to do it, and I haven't DJed in like. A year and a half because of the whole COVID thing, so I just wanted to kind of um, get uh, find my feet again, as it were. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be back in the new year, uh, that's for sure. All right, yeah. well, I'll be there because I'm just watching online. I was like, wow, this is so good. It's such a performance. I mean, that's my passion. So yeah. yeah. Well, but does the Game of Thrones the theme song like haunt you? Because I feel like I would get sick of it maybe if i had to i don't play it easily um it depends if, if i can tell i can usually i mean after like 23 years being a dj or 22 i can't remember anymore um i know how to read a crowd yeah. and i can tell if it's a game of thrones heavy fan crowd or if it's like a music crowd um so if i know there's loads of game of thrones fans there i'm certainly gonna play like a remix or something of it Yep. you know or else i'll play it on the guitar or whatever and uh, i'll do that sometimes um but usually if it's just like a music fan crowd i'll just uh, i'll probably kind of divert around it <laughs> but i love the track i mean that's an epic track i mean how can you not like that i know <laughs> is it weird it was weird to me to see so many interviews people were shocked that you were a dj and you've been doing it forever i feel like so is it weird that people are shocked by that yeah, I've been around the world like I don't know how many times now, and I've DJed with all the big DJs. And but it was the same thing when I I, I became an actor. Um, people were like, they did some research on Google, and I remember they said, oh "My God, he's a DJ. He's not going to be able to act." Yeah. And then when they found out people knew me as an actor, they were like, "Oh my God, he's a celebrity DJ." It's like it's like a perpetual circle of proving myself yeah but, i mean you can definitely do both it's not like being an astronaut and a brain surgeon <laughs> you know those are just my hobbies you know no big deal <laughs> but I, I think i read you like have dj through like riots and fires like what is the craziest place you've dj that those sound insane to me <laughs> God, that's a question um dj then I've DJed in Corky Park in Moscow. I've DJed in Beirut in oh, Lebanon. Um, I've DJed in Belfast where there's gunshots going off in the background. Uh, not recently, obviously it's very different now. Um, DJed, let's see, in the middle of a riot, like I say, with the riot police coming in. 
a DJ while the CS gas was being released. I didn't even notice. Um, and the whole place emptied in front of me. I, I usually close my eyes when I'm DJing because um, yeah. a zone. And I looked up and the whole place was empty. Oh my God. <laughs> like my worst nightmare. <laughs> he was going, come here. Come here. <laughs> he was coughing and everything. It was like, there's like gas. And I had those, I had fans in my face, so I couldn't really, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, it was blowing away from me. And uh, honestly, I'm not very observant. I'm not very observant. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my worst nightmare to be performing and then like look up and then no one's there. <laughs> yeah. What? What? I mean, that's a DJ's nightmare. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does happen. Yeah. I mean, not, thank God, not very often, but uh, <laughs> it definitely happens. <laughs> oh. Has anyone from the cast come to see you, DJ, too? Yeah. Why not still DJ in the Kremlin in Belfast? Um, that was a resident there for many years. Um, and I remember Gwen used to come quite a lot. He played Brienne and um, Finn. And I know that Kit and uh, Richard were there on the first night and Alfie as well. Um, Alfie ended up on stage with one of the drag queens. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I think they photographed somewhere. I must dig them out. I know. Um, I yeah, a lot them. of them have been there. A lot of the cast and crew always came uh, at the weekends. Oh, I think it's a gay bar and it's, it's a very safe place, you know. Uh, they never got any hassle. Yeah. Aww. And last people didn't really realize or care who they were. Yeah. So That's so funny. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys like it must be hard to go out when you're famous too and like yeah, get can be. Can be. Especially when you're also physically like 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 uh, Gwen and myself, when you see us in the crowd, it's just like you can see us from a mile away. Yeah. I know you guys filmed in small pods. Like, what was it like meeting Kit for the first time, too? Uh, God, I mean, I met him probably six months before we even started filming. Oh. Um, I was just a young kid. You know, yeah. it, it, I was like, my God, he's, he's taking on such a big part, which he also obviously did very well. Um, and I, met, I think I met Richard on the same day. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, at, at that stage, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about the part. So it was just very matter of fact. It was just like, oh, hi, hi, this is Kip. Oh, hi, this is Christian. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So I, I didn't really realize at the time. Um, that's crazy when you think about it. <laughs> I, I didn't read the books either. So it was like yeah. a fucking show. So I, I, don't I don't yeah. think it will at this stage. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, uh, I can't keep track of everyone. Maybe we have slowed down. Maybe we're not retired and like, a thousand years um maybe my next life who knows <laughs> okay so i just have some quick rapid fire questions um, <laughs> i'm sure you don't have any but do you have any like terrible audition stories <laughs> all of them uh my first audition after game of thrones i'm not i do not enjoy auditions um and my first audition after game of thrones i can't remember what it was for but um, I was so nervous, so nervous. And I walked in and the casting director was having a massive argument with her secretary or her, her assistant. And she was such a foul mood. And they were screaming at each other. And I walked into the room and they're like, next. And I was just like, oh, God. So I did an absolutely terrible audition. Um, needless to say, I didn't get the part. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me off. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, oh my God, that sounds horrible. But yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? Used to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, 
but I kind of I, I don't have that range anymore. I don't think um, I'll probably go for a Bon Jovi song. Uh, well, great, yeah. Uh, I'll go for "It's My Life." I used to like, I used to enjoy singing that one. Wow. Uh, or maybe uh, "The Darkness." I believe in a thing called love. I don't know if you got that in America. Yeah, yeah. You did you? Yeah. Did? Okay. No, I was yeah, good. I definitely would rock. I've got a better voice for rock. I can't really do pop. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you any like guilty pleasure TV shows, like embarrassing TV shows you watch, or? Um. Well, I mean, I mentioned Twilight earlier. Yeah. <laughs> not a TV show, but. Nope, no, that was out. Guilty pleasures. I'm not. I'm not really guilty about any of them, but. Um, my favorite TV show of, of late has been Wentworth. It was a mm-hmm. uh, Australian um, prison show um, mm-hmm. based on a women's prison show called Prisoner Subrogates from the seventies. It's oh, cool. uh, so good. It just recently ended. Yeah, um, I, I, probably the best show on TV of late. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna look this up. It's really gruesome and brutal. If, if mm-hmm. you like Game of Thrones, you'll like this. <laughs> really, like the, the characters are really well developed and. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's knife edge TV. Ooh. It's it sounds great. I'm I'm so yeah, <laughs> And last question, what like what house would you be in in Game of Thrones? And if oh, that's a really easy one. Yeah, has to be Stark. I mean, I think all of us would all of us would answer that. I don't want if he has sort of any sort of affinity or affiliation in the show. Um, I think we're all pretty loyal. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't Stark, it would probably be Tyrell because um, I'm such a huge fan of Olena. Yeah. Um, she was like one of my favorite characters. And yeah, uh, that would be my second choice, but definitely Stark. Come on, like, it has to be Stark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, congrats on the club opening too. Like that sounds so cool. Yeah, it's open on the, the 9th of December. It's called Libertine. And it's a, it's, a, it's a gay, but very mixed bar. Uh, everyone's welcome, as long as you're not a dickhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I said policy, just don't be a dickhead. <laughs> so perfect. And that's yeah. how, there's so much work goes into all of that, so I give you all the credit in the world. To, to no, I've got, my, my business partner is also my best friend, so um, he, he's the one, he's, he's, a, he's a visionary, and he's a very hard worker, so I, I couldn't do it without him. So Aww. I'm very okay. grateful to Oh, good luck. It's going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm going to go visit. So. <laughs>